I am honored to have this next guest. I am talking about Karen McDermott. Now, Karen is a publisher, an author, a TEDx speaker, a radio host, Forbes writer, and a proud mum of six. Yep, I said six. <laughs> I mean, I've got two and that's crazy. So <laughs> how does she do it all with six children? You will find out. Um, she talks about that quite um, quite deeply in this podcast of how she manages her work-life blend, right? Because she is amazing. She does so many things and she continuously shows up. And I think that's really amazing as well. You know, her motto is where there is a will, there is a way. And you will absolutely find out her way in this show. So tune in everyone for the gorgeous Karen McDermott. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lankuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts and all that jazz. And welcome to the beautiful Karen McDermott. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Joe. It's so good to be on your podcast. Yeah, beautiful. Now you're in Perth at the moment. Um, how's that going with lockdowns? Are you guys been affected with the, the lockdowns at present or are you free as a bird? <laughs> we're free as birds over here. We feel guilty, but um, we're sending lots of love across the country. But yeah, yeah I think we've only had like, 32 days or something like that in lockdown the whole time. Yeah, we don't yeah. even have to wear masks when we go to the shop. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm in Sydney, so I think we're in like day 6,070 or something. I don't even know anymore. But yeah. I, I, I talk about lockdown. It's a writer's dream and a mother's nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, I met you through the amazing Osmumpreneur Network. Um <laughs> which you're obviously very familiar with, absolutely. Um, so, sorry, my, my daughter's at the door. This is, this is lockdown, so I can hear her at the door. Um, yeah, I met you through that beautiful network and obviously with, you know, Peace Mitchell and um, Katie Gardner uh, and obviously through that um, writing collective project, you know, the women changing the world. So we're going to get into that later on. Um, but First, I just want to say, you know, you absolutely amaze me. You do so many things. You're a publisher, author, TEDx speaker, radio host, uh, writer, uh, and you're a mum of six. So, you know, that's a lot. And I want to know, where did it all start? You obviously do so many things, but where did your journey start? Oh, it sounds so like lots of, but it's all just 
life's an adventure and I love experiences. I love um, hanging out in the joy of it all. And all of those things you mentioned is where I, I love, you know, hanging out. So it's amazing how everything flows when you do what you love. Mm. Um, so I, um, I think it was 12 years ago, um, oh, sorry, 11 years ago, 2010, I wrote my first novel. I started writing children's books in 2008, just after I arrived in Australia. My creative juices started getting flowing. Whatever it was about landing in Western Australia, it just really brought out the creative me. I'd mm. always been creative. You know, I, I was, before I moved to Australia, I was, um, I'd done plays and acting and all of that kind of stuff. And I actually taught community drama in. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't yeah, know that. That's I was a tutor cool. for college and um, mm. I used to go to art centers for, um, in mental health organizations and learning difficulties. Such rewarding work, you know, whenever you're bringing the best out of people in a creative sense through drama, which is so fun. So yeah, I, I did that with the University of Dublin many years ago. It seems like a lifetime ago. I think it was 16 years ago. Um, and my studies are actually in humanities, not in publishing. Wow. So that's why I think that a lot of people connect with me. And um, because I hang out in joy. So where there's joy, there's always success. Um, I, I love, um, that I'm a mom of six. I love being a mom is the, the most, the, the thing I adore in life is being a mom. Um, six was not planned, but <laughs> I'm the eldest of six. So it's kind of a number. Oh. And everybody yeah. talks about, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, I have it more together with six than I did with two. And don't ask me how. I don't know. It just is is what it is and that's yeah, it. <laughs> I mean that was going to lead me into the next point which is I mean we we often talk so much about especially um, women in business this work-life balance or this illusion of work-life balance and I like to call it my work-life blend uh, how do you manage to fit it all in Blend is a good word. I like blend rather than balance. Mine is definitely bl blended. And I'm always in the energy of what I prioritize things. And um, so if I, if my family need me, that's where I am. If, if I need to be present in work, that's where I am because work and my authors are my family as well. So it's all encompassing. And whenever I feel like I'm giving a lot and need to fill my cup, well, I step back and you'll see me for a few days or whatever. And I'll go and do things that fill my cup, which is usually hanging out with my kids or going to the beach. But I'm really mindful of, of that self care aspect of being a giver, of being showing up in the world and, and doing, you know, like I'm, people say that I'm busy, but I'm not busy. I'm productive. <laughs> I like the word productive. I um because I do everything with loving intention and when you do something with loving energy it makes it happen all the faster it makes it happen at the highest vibration possible so that's why so many things happen around me is because I am showing up authentically and putting loving intention into everything and it just yeah. it works so I think I read somewhere that you you teach that sort of mindset is that is that true of what you yes, were and it's about. funny because Karen McDermott is the entrepreneur, the publisher. Okay. And after I wrote my first novel, I wrote my first novel in 30 days back in 2010. First novel I ever wrote, but it poured out of me. And it was a catalyst into publishing because I had a, a negative self-publishing experience. But as a catalyst into publishing and my desire to have stories get told, that's the humanitarian in me. Yeah. Because when stories connect, 
they can help heal, they educate, they empower, they motivate. And even whenever a child is sitting on your lap and you're reading them a children's book, that connection, that's a memory, you know? So those things they bring forward with them in life. It's a beautiful foundation for life. So that's why I'm so passionate about story across all genres, you know? Mm. So I always focus on the positives, sickeningly so for so many people. But being positive takes work. You know, I work on it every day. Absolutely. There's days where I don't feel so positive, but I just, you know, I Netflix those days away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and and then, you know, but it's it's just life. We're all human. We are but in positivity is a choice and it's something that you work on, you choose every day. And Isn't that's that amazing a- though that you can opt to Netflix a day away. And that's the power of, you know, entrepreneurialism, that's the power of having choice when it comes to your days that is why I, like i have been offered so many corporate jobs and now you know i could be doing the nine to five and i could you know but that's not how i want to do life i want to do life on my terms so mm. like school holidays are next week and i'm gonna be hanging out with my kids for two weeks i write during that time because it's a beautiful creative time for me i'm in that mindset i'm in a childish mindset we go ice skating every few days because that's what my kids love to do we you know we go to the beach but ultimately i'll wake up in this beautiful energy and i'll write at 5 a.m in the morning and it feels so alive so aligned and so that energy going into my writing i write on it all the time there's the miracle yes. of intent behind me oh, the power yeah. of knowing all of those books are and the reason why those books were born and, and i share my my seven life principles as kp weaver because that's my maiden name that's where all of that comes from and mm. um, so i write as karen weaver because it's I want to keep the writer and the publisher, you know, the entrepreneur, but they've started to come together. And now I'm being called into business arenas to speak on the power of knowing because you can be so successful when you in, in business, when you embrace these kinds of um, universal life principles. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, congratulations on your recent TEDx talk, by the way. Um, I watched a couple of videos from you in that space and for anyone at home if you you can youtube it just you know look up karen mcdermott tedx and, and you'll find it um i i actually watched recently the one that you did in 2020 and you spoke about own your story change your life so you know and and that was really um driving home that whole um the power of storytelling the healing in storytelling is that why you write? What 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 drives you to that? Oh, I love that you went here. So the reason why I wrote my first novel was because I had an epiphany moment, and I speak about that in my my first TEDx talk. Mm. And my second TEDx talk is under Karen Weaver, so that's where you'll find that one. But the one that I talked about, um, the power of story, is so important because it's such a catalyst into who I am now. And when I embraced who I was and shared my stories with others, not only did I heal myself, I healed other people as well. And because yeah. I couldn't, I, I had um, a really tough time in life. I'd went through post-traumatic stress for over a year after an incident happened in my home that shifted me. I actually remember coming out of my body energetically and being beside myself. And I was, I was always a quite resilient person. But at that time in my life, I was giving so much and my cup was empty. So when this incident happened, I had nothing left to fuel any kind of 
I was below the bar. (laughs) So I hang out way above the bar now. So if anything ever happens, I never, you never fall below the bar. So that's, um, it's something that I do intentionally. It's also so much more fun and enjoyable. And then I can pour into other people when they need it as well. So, and I have six children to pour into as well as my community. What's so, the age um, range of those kids, by the way? How old are they? Um, eldest is 25, youngest is six. Oh, so this is quite a, you still have little ones. Oh, I, we, I have five still at home in our, in our home from 15 to six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my eldest, my eldest is 25, works for me now. He got yeah. the publishing bug and his girlfriend just, it works for me as well in the creative. Um, sense as well so it's it's that's a really beautiful thing to be able to for your own children to find um their calling in what you do as well and yeah. them just love it because dylan is my eldest was in engineering and enjoyed it showed up every day done his you know his work but he was getting up at like four in the morning mm-hmm. and he was tired and so you know his work-life balance wasn't there or his blend as i say <laughs> but he um he 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 then broke his foot. Everything happens for a reason. He broke his foot. Yeah. And because he wasn't under contract, he wasn't going to get paid. So I was like, well, you're going to be off for three months. Come and work for me. I need someone to do. He's really good with websites and stuff. So he came to me and that was 18 months ago. And he, he, got, he was supposed to go back to his other job. And he's like, do you want me to stay? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and so he's been working for me ever since. So that's oh, beautiful. I love that so much. But yeah. um yeah and and so when i wrote my first novel i I wrote because i after my ptsd my wake-up call was a double miscarriage Mm. now it was harrowing and when i because when you have ptsd you don't feel anything you're numb to life Mm. but when i got the wake-up call of a double miscarriage it was drawn out over two weeks it was horrible but um I cried. I actually felt emotion and I cried buckets of tears oh, yeah. and I, they flooded out of me for the babies I lost, but all because I'd seen them on screen. So I've seen them, these little heartbeats and stuff. So I cried for them, but I also cried for the year that I lost as well because I was a mom of two boys then as well. So, but it, it, everything happened for a reason that was, that happened in Ireland. And then once that happened, something shifted. And when I started to feel it, everything started to flow again because in that whole two years previous, our car would always break down. We had money issues. Nothing ever went for everything was a challenge. But when this happened, this catalyst happened and I woke up and started to feel and started to dream again, everything started to fall into place. We, we ended up getting married. We, um, got our visas to come to Australia. Yeah. We finished building our house in Ireland and albeit we locked it up and moved to Australia. We got <laughs> pregnant again straight away with our yeah. rainbow baby. We moved to Australia. We had a daughter. It was just the most, what happened in that one year wouldn't happen in 10 years for some people. Yeah. And then once I came here and found this, and then the epiphany moment was when I um, was watching The View and The View would never be on in our house. But it would be Goldberg, because um, I always wanted to know why me? Why did I have a double miscarriage? And um, because I have two healthy boys already. And then um, Whoopi Goldberg um, had a celebrity TV couple in the show, and she said to them, she just stopped the show. The woman was pretty distraught, and they had had a miscarriage on TV and stuff. And she's turned her back to the camera, and she just said, "I'm going to tell you something that I tell all of my friends who this happens to. This was a visitor." that came to 
connect with you to tell you to get on to the right path in life and when you do your gift will come and i was like that is why (laughs) i wasn't on the right path i was stuck in you know ptsd i was really just in the trenches of life um at a low point and i wasn't coming out of it and even though i had i call it my cocoon period i'd done a lot of inner work and stuff um i hadn't awoken i hadn't come out of my cocoon so i got my wake-up call and that was the double miscarriage but i was blessed because i took action straight away i shifted back onto my path and i got pregnant again straight away which was wonderful but all of that realization of the potential of where our mindset is and how that affects our experience of life started to really come full force to me at that time and, and so i had to write what i learned and and it was just it had to be in a novel so i got the call to write a novel and i did it in 30 days and it was a catalyst into publishing so i've written over 40 books now yeah that that's actually what i was about to say you've written over 40 books i mean that's yeah. insane to me, I, I have to admit, because um, obviously we hear so much about how long it takes to write a book. And as you know, I wrote a chapter in um, The Women you know, Changing the World and just that one chapter was a labour of love. I can't imagine what it's like to write 40 books. And am I right by saying you wrote that over the last decade or decade years yeah wow um yeah absolutely and and that was the thing um it's it's amazing because i hang out in writing and publishing all the time so this is just mm. second nature to me but one of the big things with that is though is that um with writing there's just so many blocks mental blocks because like i was really i wasn't i didn't love english at school because i didn't have a connection with my english teacher yeah. So I'm not the best writer in the world, but that's what editors are for. And I don't dismiss being a really great writer. It's something I work on all the time. Yeah. But I, I, um, treasure editors. So I do what I, I open up my heart and I pour what I need to for my readers. So it just comes out of me. So I've written, um, that one first book that I wrote ended up being a trilogy. They are not literary novels by any, by any sense, but I didn't aspire to be that. I just wanted to write stories that connected with people and help them heal. So first one's about miscarriage. The second one's called The Wish Giver. It's about be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. Some people aspire for things and want things, but don't understand what they have to sacrifice or don't make room for it in their lives before it's so something shifts out. So just being mindful of that. The third one's called the memory taker and it goes into, you know, whenever someone's got dementia or Alzheimer's, you can't see them on the outside, but they're still on the inside, but they're doing the inner work before they, they move on and things yeah. like that. So it's just I don't know where they come out of. They just came to me and I wrote them. So how they're the creative. Right. Like how often mm. are you actually writing? To to have 40 books over 10 years. I mean, yeah. Be well, I want to put it in perspective because I have six children. So a lot of them are children's books. <laughs> we, um, but then oh. you're working with illustrators. And um, one of the first things I did even before I wrote the novel, we, we had Mama Max homemade children's books. So this was even before I was a publisher. And mm. um, me and my kids used to hang out around the table, do pictures for them. We still have them. It's like a collection of these 30 books. Most of them are not published. <laughs> and we drew the pictures for them. We printed them off on this special printer we bought and we put them together as books and we just shared them with our friends and family and stuff like that. And if it was somebody's birthday coming up, we'd write them in a book and draw pictures in it. It's, it's, 
it's in the archives of our family history and it's so <laughs> where most of them will stay but yeah. there has been some that's gone out like australian animal walkabout we we um hooked up with the rosie lees who i met through Oz mums and she illustrated a few books and an australian animal walkabout is across australia like i walked into dimmox and margaret river and there was sitting on the shelf that's a beautiful experience yeah um so yeah um, so we've had some great success with some of them, um, but I just love creating and putting it out there and knowing that they'll find their place um, is is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, look, obviously we hear about all the ways that we should show up as creatives, as business owners. Um, writing a book is something that everyone talks about. You know, you should write a book, you should write a book. What would you say to someone who's never written a book and is like, I'm going to write a book? What what advice would you give them? Yeah, don't overthink it. Okay. People th- talk, think themselves out of it, you know, or yeah. create the... So for me, for my first novel, I was not a writer. Um, I'd written a few blogs for a website. That was it. Um, and that was just circumstantial. It wasn't, you know, I was their organic writer and organic was the word. It was whatever yeah. was coming through me, they were going to get. But, um, it was, I, op- I was opened to the possibility and the belief that it was possible through a friend of mine who was actually writing her personal story to heal, which was never to be published and still isn't published, but she had written 50,000 words. And I was like, 50,000 words. That's a lot of words. It just blew my mind. And yeah. um, so even the thought of setting out to do that, but it was a few um, weeks later that NaNoWriMo came up on my radar and that was two days. Uh, it was two days before it started. Um, and that was two days before before is when I seen the Whoopi Goldberg thing and to set the intention to write a novel. <laughs> but what I did was I broke it down because it was 1,665 words a day for a month. So breaking it down into digestible pieces was doable for me. You know, it's it's like a double blog. That's what I thought of it as yeah. because a blog is 750 words. So if I write a double blog i didn't think too much into was the was the content going to keep flowing i was open to it and i also thought the first draft is a first draft it's a it's a you know you get it out you do as much prep as you can but you you get it out so i i wrote down 20 potential chapters or 20 potential titles for them and what i thought the book would 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 happen you know come out with but it was totally different by the end, but I allowed the characters, but that was a fictional novel. Now, 10 years later, if I'm telling someone, if you're gonna write a business, you know, a nonfiction um, book, I would say to work on your framework first, really know the essence of your book. And if you're getting, if you're having problems with that, write your introduction, that usually gets you there. And yeah. um, your title as well is usually the essence of your book and really work on the framework. So have your chapters. Um, you know, that's what your chapters are. Work on your framework and then write to that. Um, and write what your readers need to read. Don't draw it out for a word count. Don't cut it down to, you know, for work. Write what your readers need to read. Um, and that is usually what you needed to read pre- five years previous or two years, whatever it is. And right. um, yeah, so you would be a reader. And also, I love that approach of like bite size, um, amounts in each session so you don't have to think of it as this epic you know 50,000 word you just need to go right I'm writing a blog today 
And then because your your brain goes, uh, uh, no, you're not. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, fifty thousand words too much for me to comprehend. Whereas if it's um, if it's you know fifteen hundred words, your brain will go, Mm. okay, we got this. Let's see what comes through. But the big big thing is not to block the the creative. Yes, and not to overthink it. I love that. I mean, look, I wear many hats, like yourself, different hats, Mm -hmm. but many hats, and one of them is being a talent agent. And uh, actually, last night I received a message at 10 o'clock at night outside of my boundaries, but that's okay because this actor was particularly stressed about an audition the next day. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to self-tape this audition. I, I just don't feel prepared. Blah, blah. And I said, you're overthinking it. Yes. I said, you got this. Just do whatever you can and get it in. And yeah. she did. And it was great. And, you know, overthinking it. Jeez, that really does. It's the showing up that's just the success. So we can all think ourselves out of things. And we all, like I get, I Mm -hmm. talk in front of hundreds of people now, whereas I wouldn't have spoken in front of two. (laughs) But once you go and take yourself out of the equation and go on the mission base, what, what is it you want to achieve? And you want to be ner- I call it nerve sighted. It's two words together where you're nervous and excited at the same time. But that feeling yeah. is the most alive feeling ever. And I don't, so many people fear it, but that feeling actually gives you the adrenaline to perform. So that is why it's, it, you know, people fear it so much, but it's the best feeling because you will perform at, at your best whenever you have it before you go on stage yeah, or I love that nerve sighted. I'm gonna I'm gonna nerve steal that one. Um look you you talk about showing up. You show up in so many ways. I mean you show up on your, your radio show, you you know you're delivering best selling books, you've got um your socials, you're constantly online, you're doing all the things. Um, what motivates you to to continue showing up? Because we know um, to make an impact, we have to show up. That's what we're told, right? How do you how do you define that? How do you show one up? thing? I'm going to confess is that it, there's no strategy in how I show up whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> there's really no strategy. Yeah. I am showing up to serve. So if I think mm-hmm. I have some content to to deliver and um, like we've both been doing a course together with the amazing Hina Harris yes. and that's to learn to show up even better for yeah. people but the content that I'll be producing for those videos is going to be value for people so yeah. if I'm going to show up like it, whenever I'm interviewing an author and doing a book launch I'm showing up to showcase their amazing book if I'm doing a book launch for myself and showing up it's because I know that my book's Whenever, especially these seven life principle books, whenever they reach the people they're meant to read, it's going to change their lives. So I show up and on the radio station is called Monday Motivation with Karen and Ali. (laughs) (laughs) And we are very high energy, but to give um, our community, it's a community based radio station and we show up every single Monday and to motivate people and share and even by being on the show and sharing pictures mm-hmm. and things like that and all of our interviews are on youtube and things but we meet amazing people and we get motivated by doing the show as well so yeah. it's every time you see me online is just me showing up and um, to inspire others and motivate others too because it, i i work in a no excuse policy joe if i can mm-hmm. do it as a mom of six who has three publishing houses and, um, you know, and I, I achieve a lot of personal goals as well. And if I can do that, anybody can. And yeah. the, the, the key to that is to not overthink things, go into a state of flow. And that is where 
So prioritizing joy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I'm just reading a quote here. You're known to say when time and circumstance align, magic happens. I love that. Tell me about a time that this might have rang true for you. Oh my God. I do this, I use this all the time because, yeah. um, and it's one thing I had to learn was to be patient because there's, you can make something happen now, but if you want it to happen at its fullest potential, you will plant the seed, nurture it to where you can bring it and then let it, you know, let it shoot through the ground. So that's, when you put plant seeds in, in fertile soil, um, then they will, and I, that whole analogy is in the miracle of intent. So it's setting those intentions um, and, and letting, you know, bringing them to where you can. So that's true connections. But genuinely, you know, like I, me and you have, have a connection. You know, we genuinely adore what we each other do. So if ever there's an opportunity to help each other or to do something together, then you will do it. And that's how yeah. I show up in life. I connect with people who are um, on the same values, based same vibration and, and enjoy what they do as, as much as I do. So that, that kind of, then I'm surrounded by that all of the time. So there's no room for negativity to shine in. And, and when it does, it dissolves, dissipates pretty fast because, um, that's what I choose. I'm choosing that to surround myself in that energy. So yeah. And I think that's been a big thing for me. Um, especially actually over the last 12 months, I've done a lot of intentional work to surround myself with positive, like-minded people. Um, and it's not to say I, I'm not like, you know, ditching the haters or anything, <laughs> other people in my no. life, but, but I've started, you know, simple things. Um, if I'm on social media and I'm seeing someone that it's, I see gives me a bit of a nev- negative impact when I look at their social media page, I unfollow them. Um, if I have a friend in my life who's not really a friend, I've started to pull back and go, that's okay. I don't need to force that relationship. Um, just things like that. So intentionally. Those, those, I, I feel, I really feel for people who um, come with negativity because they don't, they don't know the joy of life. Mm. Um, and, but by me showing up and maybe they're just, you know, I, I, because I'm so sickeningly positive, it can, and if somebody's having a bad day or if somebody's, and not in a good place in life it can just go oh but I know at some point that will ripple into them and say well Karen chooses to be positive she has a lot of success around her but that's because you know so maybe you know you may not know now just by showing up and being you and being you know focusing on your path and your choices you know we've got to work focus on ourselves first because that ripples out to everyone around us you know like I'm showing my my girls um that you don't have to compromise yourself to achieve success. So once you align with your values, and I, being a, a hands-on mom is a value and something I treasure. And um, but somebody asked me, we value something else more. But I, once you align your intentions and your values, then success is so much more fulfilling because you don't have to compromise any of yourself for it. And sometimes mm-hmm. that knocks people's nose out of joint, but that's nothing to do with me. That's their yeah. problem. Because they can learn. And I know that even if they get a negative reaction, they can learn something about themselves in that. So it's, yeah. it's all about choice. And some people haven't awakened to the fact of their potential. And that's so sad. But one of my callings in life is to help people awaken. So, um, that sometimes comes with discomfort, you know, because whenever yes. you realize that you have to maybe unlearn some things about yourself to become happy and joyful in life, um, it, it's, it's an uncomfortable time. But people, if they're open to it, 
And, you know, it's, it's amazing, but like I've had, I don't get many haters. I had one once <laughs> and, um, and they were going all out. All I just love them to Come death. <laughs> I love, I love them to death. It was, it was, I was like, listen, this, they were on the Serenity Press page and I was like, the Serenity Press page is for Serenity. Please, if you have anything to say, please PM me. I'm happy to hear what you need to say. There's no problem there. Um, because obviously some, most of the time people want to be heard or they just want a bit of disruption or whatever. I just love them to death. I love oh, that you got trolled on a Serenity page. No, I know. I had one nice once. Work. That is priceless. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's circle back to the book. Um, the yes. Women Changing the World. Um, now. As you know, I'm one of the authors in that, you know, collaborative um, writing space. Um, for everyone listening, maybe just let them know your involvement and and why you are a part of this book. What yeah. made you um, go with this project? Well, Osmopreneur is very close to my heart and um, what, what they do for women in business. Like I wouldn't be where I am today if had I not learned from the people in their community. Mm. Um, and that, that was since 2015. So, um, I grew so much since there. Um, I won the Women Will Change the World Award in 2020, which is, is, is amazing. But I work very closely with Peace and Katie on, with all of their publishing projects now. So mm -hmm. the Women Will Change the World one, I was like, can I share my story too, please? Yeah. Because when we show up and share our stories, um, it changes the, the world, not just for the, the people and, you know, for each author and around them, but mm -hmm. for the, our readers and everyone around them as well. So everyone in this book, like I'm in awe of the, the authors that are in this mm -hmm. book. Like you, you know, Joe, jo, whenever you look at the, the group and all of the people who have showed up to share their story, it's yeah. like, yeah, you can feel the power in this book. You feel the power in the cover of this book. Like this book is going to have a big impact, um, not just nationally but globally, because there's stories that are going to resonate with people. They're going to shift people, and they're going to, um, really change the perspective. And it mm -hmm. is sharing our stories, you know. Okay. And I think when I first, um, you know, I submitted to be a part of the project and. When I initially saw the title and I and I wanted to take part, but then I wasn't really, I was a little bit scared, to be honest, because I thought, oh, what will people think if if they, if I'm a part of something that says I change the world, like who am I? And that was really something interesting because that was a process I had to go through during my application. And then I realised that just by sharing my story, like you said, is a part of, you know, the change and impact that I make. I mean, my whole life's work is, you know, creating happy and fulfilled young people through experiences, um, like theatrical experiences, whatever it may be. And there's power in that, you know, bringing people a smile, bringing joy to their, their day. You know, there's so much to be said. But, yeah, I do find um, that it's interesting because, you know, my initial thought was I'm not a doctor. I'm not saving lives, you know, 
But you so, are having a ripple effect in the world because yeah. of what you do impacts everyone around who benefits, but also everyone around them. So whenever you think of that drop in the, in the ocean, that ripples out. So absolutely you are changing the world because that's, you know, and, and that's the, one of the, the, we was talk, talking to someone yesterday and um, they were talking about there's no room for modesty when it comes yeah. to success because you just got to own it. And, yeah. and you know, if, if you think too much into women changing the world, oh my God, am I, have I the audacity to say that? Yeah. Hell yes, we have the audacity to say that because women coming to, especially coming together, you know, um, in this book, individually we're, we're all amazing, but coming together in the book, wow, that's powerful. <laughs> you yeah. know, and everyone yeah. is having an impact. In, in their world and in the world of others. So we need more of that. We need more women owning that because like I'm a seventies girl. Um, and in the seventies, you know, well, my parents didn't. My parents were like, come on, Karen, show us what you got. Show us what you're made of and, and g- give me platforms to shine. I was always <laughs> encouraged, but many people who grew up in the seventies were told to, you know, be quiet and, you mm. know, and, and don't, don't be so, you know, out there just you know be, find your place stay there and don't shine sort of thing yeah which is so, such a tragedy be seen and not heard kind of thing and um whereas there's so like my kids i have six and they're yeah. all they're all so different but it's like mayhem in our house because they're all allowed to be who they are and find themselves and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff and four girls can you imagine <laughs> yes i know i mean i've got one girl one boy it's yes. funny because I, I come from School of Hard Knocks, as I as I comfortably say now that I've grown into a 38-year-old woman. Yes. <laughs> um, something I didn't talk about, in my, you know, even just two years ago. I wouldn't have spoken publicly about that. But, um, yeah, I do think when I look at my kids and I see the way I grew up, which was really, you know, home of domestic violence, all that sort of stuff, and then to see my children and they're just so happy and content and they're just sitting there they're playing and I just think wow I've done this I've created such a better life for my kids than I could ever have imagined I'm getting a little emotional about that Mm. but it's just that is changing the world you know I did it for them not just myself I mean yes for myself but for everyone around me so it's yeah it is the gift of unconditional love Joe. Yeah. This is what I said. I, I, you know, I was gifted the gift of unconditional love whenever <laughs> I was younger. And I had the freedom to, I was the eldest of six, so I had more freedom than my sister who's coming behind me <laughs> because I was, I was very curious and I was allowed, I was allowed that, you know, to go and explore and also the safety net of my, fa- you know, my parents to fall back on should something, you know, should, you know, it didn't, but you know what I mean? You had the freedom yeah. to go and explore and find yourself and become the person that you are because each, each of us may be born into families, but we are individual in that family and still have our own yeah. paths too. But in a family, it's not thought of like that sometimes because you are managing things, but unconditional love is the, doesn't cost anything and it's the and it's the biggest gift that you can give your child and and because there's safety in that because there's there's confidence in that because there's you know there's everything in that and like life out there in the big bad world can be tough but when you have that safety net to come back to yeah 
you know, you know, and so that's why it's so tragic that whenever you and and there's so many cases of this. If whenever home is not that sanctuary, um, it's it's mm-hmm. it's really tough for those kids because you don't understand what unconditional love is. You don't yes. understand what that safe space is. Yeah, and, and it's a beautiful definitely space. Definitely have that safe space here. I mean, my kids they do come out with all of like just these massive personalities, and I just think, oh, I love. I can see myself in them and I think, oh, you know, I didn't have the freedom to be that when I was little and it's so beautiful to watch. You, you broke know? the mould though. That's yeah. the thing. You yeah. know, you broke the mould. You didn't let it go on for another generation. You broke no. the mould. <laughs> yeah. No way, no how. Look, um, you know, we. I was. my next question was going to say what makes the book stand out, but I think we've covered that well and yes. short. I mean, obviously, you know, all of that, that beautiful um, storytelling and the power of women coming together, that is powerful in itself. Um, now, you were obviously involved in Back Yourself, which was the previous release, um, you know, with Katie. And you got it there? <laughs> I had it yesterday. Where did I put it? Um, I loved reading Back Yourself. There it is. Woo, woo, there it is. Beautiful pink cover. Very different to the new cover, I have to say. Um, It's a business book. Yes. So they're totally different. What's the difference between why? So you've gone from this business book into something completely different. Why the shift? So this this is Osmond's, um, so the Women's Business School. So we've done the business book. Um, and we're doing another one for March 2022, another business type book. Yeah. But the women changing the world and this, you know, where Peace and Katie have their podcast, which is women changing the world, yeah. the power of story. And so that is why this book had to, to come out. So, um, whereas the business books will be happening every year, um, yeah. we, the, the women changing the world is a standalone book that's just, it's, yeah. So yeah, okay. it's, it's a good one to be part of. Um, is there anything, you know, extra exciting about the new release um, that you want to share with everyone? You mentioned um, international. What does that look like? Like what what's in the pipeline there? Yeah, well, KMD Books is one of my publishing presses, and that's where we publish all of the Women's Business School books. And we have just secured a huge um, US deal, which is amazing. So um, it means that we have wider distribution, wider opportunities to get the book into the hands of readers. And I think that Women Change the World absolutely fits into that bar. So yeah, and we go on, every book was on a journey, Joe. That's the thing. Mm. Not only is everyone in the book, you know, that's a huge audience as it is yeah. to have that impact with that. But, um, but also then to, you know, whenever you've got the distribution out to those channels. So, um, I know that the Women Change the World book, because it's so diverse, it's just really got stories from all walks of life. Um, it's going to be very powerful. So. <laughs> Um, who inspires you? I ask this to all my guests and I love this question because it's always very interesting and varied response. Who inspires you? Um, I always answer me in 20 years' time because <laughs> I'm always striving to be the best version of myself. So, mm-hmm. And it's funny because when I went to the Mission Beach Retreat with Peace and Katie, and I don't usually meditate because writing's my meditation and that's where things come through me. Yeah. Um, and I done a meditation and it was a meditation about going into 
um, so somewhere to meet your future self. I think it was 25 years older or something. And I actually seen myself um, and had a conversation with her and I was like, okay, that's cool. So, you know, I always aspire to be the best version of myself. I will always be growing um, but having fun along the way. I, I don't take myself too seriously, but I do take what I do very seriously because it's a privilege to join people on their journey to get their books out into the world. And for some people, it's more of a painful process because there's, I know for me writing my first novel, it was like so therapeutic, but it brought things to the surface that had been hidden for a while that I didn't yeah. know were there. So you have to be very mindful of that. So it's such mm. an honor to join people on that journey um, and also on the journey then to help books get out into the world. So there's so much more to it than just holding a book in your hand. It's a, it's a journey of self-development. So you have to be yes. very um, mindful of that. And I know whenever I published my first book, the publishers were not mindful of that whatsoever. <laughs> so that is why... Um, it took the goodness out of the journey. So that's why I'm very mindful. And that was the intention I set. That if Are I there many women in publishing? There is a few in Australia. There's some amazing women in Australia doing amazing work. And I actually train um, women as well, to, or not just women, but men, to set up their own publishing house. Because, you know, people say, what, you're you're training the competition? I'm like, no, it's I don't think of it as com competition. The more people helping stories get told, the better because I, I'm can, my, me and my team can really do so much the more people helping it so that's why I try to and um, also share my values based that really you know it's a privilege to join someone on the journey to um to share their story and there's so many stories going untold because of the people don't believe that they have it in them or if or that anybody wants to read their story well absolutely you are the only person that can share your story. You are the only person that can share your, your book. And um, whether it's a children's book, whether, because nobody else is your perspective, you know, nonfiction, there's no competition. And mm -hmm. um, when it comes to books, I call it, there's more potential for collaboration than there is competition. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And what's next for Karen? Oh, <laughs> there's a few things brewing, a few things brewing. I, I wrote a book, um, this is for me and my personal, like obviously my, my publishing presses are growing, which is wonderful. The team's growing, which mm -hmm. is fabulous. But personally, I'm actually um, grabbing more time for my own projects and hanging out with the kids as well. So that's the joy of when you build something and give your all in. It comes to this time where you just get to go into cruise control because Every year I set intentions for the year, what I want to achieve. And I surpassed them now. So I'm kind of in cruise control for the rest of the year. And then 2022 is going to be a very big year because 22 or 22 is my number. I live in number 22 and um, I'm 44. So that's, you know, double 22. <laughs> and we're going into 2022 and these books are about to go wild because I'm going to be, I'm going to be featured in a really big um, magazine next year. Yeah. Also, um, these books will all be finished, the seven in the series and a book called rewritten called The Soulful Entrepreneur. And you may, you'll see it on my Facebook page, but I have yeah. to pull it down because the publisher in the US that I'm working with wants to, um, release it into the US market first um, at the end of next year. So there's going to be a big thing around that to introduce my writing into the, um, US market, which is really cool because it means that it will my what I do, my principles for life and that you know, that allow me to live my best life. Like God, if I was pushing up daisies now, it would 
it'd be an amazing story <laughs> but yeah. i still have chapters to write <laughs> yeah. and and i connect with the most beautiful people in life and I've had, you know it's just amazing what i have had to achieve and i do not stop and smell the roses all the time but i love it's like what's the next adventure or let's build upon this and so i'm always striving to create bigger platforms for my authors but i also benefit from that as well because i am an author as well See? yeah amazing okay so if people are interested in what you do or want to find you where's the best place for them to go and we'll make sure we pop that in the show notes as well absolutely well if you want to check out my books and my author's books that's what i will say come and check out because there's so many amazing stories have come to me to get published stories that can change your life okay so if you yeah. go to kmdbooks.com go to mmhpress.com and for our folklore and fairy tales and the duchess's books are all at serenitypress.org beautiful and for uh the pre-sale of the women changing the world you can grab that on my website everyone that's listening in and that's josephinelancuba.com so just Yay. go to the book section that's going on pre-sale and then when is it going like when is it gun ho um the actual release date yeah we're releasing early december yeah and um, for christmas so it's going to be the best gift that books make great gifts everybody yeah. and um and because books are they are going they are the best gifts because you can wrap them up nicely they're not too expensive but they can also um if somebody's you know if somebody's in lockdown a book can change their lives absolutely and can you just share with everyone the why pre-sale is so important i think this is um Ooh. a good thing for people to know because they're like oh i'll just hang out and wait why why should people pre go to pre-sale and pre-purchase a book well there's two reasons first um whenever you are going to set the intention to buy a book you want to tick that list and just know it's on its way to you um and then secondly um just in case the book sells out <laughs> at least you're get you're getting it before everyone and yeah. if you're getting it from joe you're gonna you'll get a signed copy i'm quite sure which will yeah. be um you know so much more to treasure so definitely go and yeah. grab the pre-orders because it means you're going to have it um and and be ahead of the game so yeah, yeah pick beautiful. that box and get your copy love it all right thank you so much for today i really appreciate it all those links we talked about will be in the show notes for everyone listening thank you karen you are a gem and i'm sure i'll see you very soon <laughs> bye everyone take care bye if you enjoyed listening i would like to hear more be sure to click subscribe if you're really feeling the love share us with your friends to work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World and you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening. <music>